Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hashtag Team Open! This is Open Up, the podcast, the chat, the extra thought to accompany my first book, Open a toolkit for how magic and messed up life can be. Big and serious. People know that I'm big and serious. As much as I love my friends, some nights I just want to get home and just not speak to yeah. anyone. I have this fear where I need to have my phone on me all the time, really bad. I think you describe yourself as very gay, I feel. <laughs> You're listening to Open Up with Gemma Kearney and this episode is called Who Am I? What do you love? How would you describe yourself? What about your online identity? Is it different to who you are? Your hobbies, your passions? And how do you make memories? I think uh, I'm not really a selfie person because uh, I can't really take good pictures. But uh... I don't really like taking selfies. And when I look in the mirror, I'm just like, right, I don't really need to change anything about me because I'm fine the way I am. As you get older, you you look, you see a lot of groups of girls and probably boys who tend to take a lot of pictures of themselves. But I think it's it depends who you are. Some do it to like self motivate themselves. Some do it just you know just like a quick selfie. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. It's presenting themselves in in the spotlight in society. And some people don't take selfies at all because you know it's it's what they're comfortable with. But yeah, it's a it's a common stereotype, and I think it should be reconsidered because it's not just young people taking selfies or a lot of older celebrities a lot of elderly people they tend to take selfies as campaigns you know wake up and take the selfie when you wake up that's headlined by a lot of older people and I think um, it's not just young people taking selfies. Emma Gannon author journalist Bezzers with Lena Dunham. I'm sorry, I have to fangirl that because it's just so cool. You are the author of Control-Alt-Delete, which is about growing up with and without the internet. I, well, uh, me and my sort of age group on the whole, millennials as we like to call them, we kind of experimented online before we had a chance to be fully addicted. Because for me, I'd go into my computer room with the computer and I'd have half an hour because after 6pm it's cheaper. My mum would be like, stop racking up all the bills. Couldn't go on the phone at the same time as going online. You know, it was was a good time to grow up online because you could experiment and then you could switch off because you had no choice. And I think what I talk about in the book is I can pass on advice from things that happen to me such as bullying or something like that where where that's the same for everyone you know it's a universal problem we all know how that feels but 
I don't know what it's like now for teenagers who have a buzzing phone in their back pocket. How do they escape? Because I could escape. I could just go away for the weekend and I had a Nokia 3210. <laughs> so it was fine. Um, so I think it was just giving people the tools to open up, talk about problems, um, switch off if you need to. It's really important. And just, you know, look at the world through your eyes. And, you know, you don't have to be so dependent on getting any validation on, on the Internet. Do you ever digitally detox? Um, I do. I don't really believe in going cold turkey and making yourself feel bad because I think it's normal. It's normal to check your emails. And if it's going to make you feel miserable having a weekend totally offline, then don't do it. But I think one thing it's good to do is, is in your everyday life, just check yourself. Are you mindlessly scrolling through Instagram? Are you doing anything with your life? It, you know, I was waiting the other day in the, before an interview, I had 10 minutes to spare and I was just scrolling and I thought, no, I'm going to read the book that's in my bag. And so I think it's smaller choices and it's not freaking yourself out about it. And also like not like checking in with your emotions as well in terms of making sure that if you are just scrolling and you're enjoying Instagram, if something's making you feel uncomfortable, then you've got the power to unfollow. You have the, the on and off button. Like I, I, I call it in my book, like the power of the plug. Like it's like a lightsaber. It's so powerful just being able to, to change it up yeah. if you want to. And if someone is making you feel uncomfortable about your body or you're starting to question like your appearance or your lifestyle because of what you're looking at on Instagram, then just get rid, delete it. I've been doing that recently. Like some people, like who I just, they make me feel strange. And then I, I think I can't, I can't look at this imagery. Yeah, no, I agree. And also I think there's a responsibility for yourself to be, be to be true with what you're posting. Cause I think, you know, it's very easy to put up the picture of the holiday that's amazing. But you know, you, if you've had a bad day, it's okay to say, you know, I am on this amazing holiday, but I've also just had a fight with my boyfriend. Mm. Or just a little bit of honesty goes a long way because you could be making someone feel bad. Mm and also to just take it with a pinch of salt like we all do it we all make things look a little bit better so if you see something that looks perfect just you know good good for them but at the same time life is three-dimensional you know yeah. things don't live in a perfect pixelated world um, my name's Aisha I'm in year 12 my name's Hafsa I'm in year 12 my name's Afsan I'm in year 10 social media when did you start using it <laughs> Truthfully. When I was 11. <laughs> when I was in year 8, was I 11 then? Was I 12? 12, 12, yeah. yeah. Is it a part of your life now, a big part? I've tried to not make it a big part of my life because I know, I know I let, when I was um, in secondary school, I let it consume me a bit too much and it was really bad and um, it was all I was ever doing and it was terrible. So I've I tried to distance myself from it. I am still working on not being addicted to my phone. So I have this um, fear where I need to have my phone on me all the time. Mm. It's really bad. And like whenever I go anywhere, I just need to have my phone on me or I feel really paranoid, like something's going to happen. And um, I recently went away to Saudi Arabia on holiday and um, my mom didn't let us take our phones because she was scared they were going to get stolen. So I had to stay away from my phone for 10 days and it was really, really good for me. And I'm starting to try I'm like trying to learn to continue with that so not necessarily your social media but it is like your phone which is technology which is part of social media so yeah that's a habit I'm trying to get rid of right now yeah I think um I was the same back in maybe year nine year ten I was quite obsessed with social media and I let it control my life if I was to upload a picture on Instagram if it didn't get enough likes I'd delete it 
it was just, I would not be happy and I would let that affect my mood. But now I've kind of, I'm not letting it get to me. I'm, I use it when I need to. I can be away from my phone for an entire day and I don't feel the need to apologize to people when I don't get back to them. I'm just like, it's just, it's just a text. It's not, the end of the, it's not the end of the world. But before I'd be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I can't believe I left my phone for a whole hour. That's how I would be. But now I can, I can live without my phone, basically. There's going to be so many people listening, just nodding right now, because it's just something that's happening to all of us. Yeah. And we shouldn't feel so much guilt. We should just kind of think about the situation mm. head on rather than just feeling really guilty and like it's just us and a bit embarrassing that we maybe are developing a global addiction to uh, our devices and everything that goes with that. Yeah, but you know that feeling where someone texts you and you don't reply? That's <laughs> the best feeling in the world. <laughs> I, I feel slightly better than that person but obviously that's not the case. <laughs> So when I was on a schools tour, before I went on the open journey, I had a discussion with some amazing young women about how they capture memories. And it was less about capturing memories, but more about sort of digitally showing off and making sure that you look your best in the best moment, in the best part of town, doing the best thing and sharing it in the best way on all social media platforms. And I started to think about the olden days basically and asked all the girls if they've seen a picture of their parents the same age as them they nodded I asked them whether their parents looked happy in that picture they nodded and I said well actually it's probably because they knew they wouldn't see that actual photo for at least a couple of weeks where you take it to the, the shop and get them printed up and you didn't fixate on what you looked like purely for pictures sake so I'm obsessed with my Polaroid camera not only does it make everyone look lovely, uh, but it, it develops in front of your eyes slowly, more, more slowly than a, than a camera phone, that's for sure. Uh, and it just makes you think about not constantly having to snap because actually the film is not cheap, but it makes it all the more special. So I'm at Wolverhampton Grammar School. My voice remains intact after 15 events. I don't even know how many cities or towns or how many miles we've covered, but we will get the stats. And we, we will all be blown away. It's been insane. Um, but this is the finale in the Midlands near Brum, where I was actually born. Yes, uh, I was born in Birmingham. We are with Kaylin, Charlotte, Mim and Olu. Describing each other, it's nice. This is like friends letting it all hang out. Wow. He's the sort of guy that like whenever whenever you need something, not even like need a thing, but like need advice generally, if you go to him, he'll just give it to you straight up without any sugar coating. And enigmatic would be a, <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind. You're a very intelligent girl, so you should uh, realize that because you, you sell yourself short, I feel. I think you describe yourself as very gay, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Is that with a hyphen? Yes. I would actually use the three words of um, hilarious, sassy. You're probably the sassiest guy I know. Um, very quick-witted. Um, and loyal. 
I think I can. Yeah, we we because we're in different years at school and we don't get to see each other yeah. often. But it's always nice to come back to you. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, you got to be nice to me now. <laughs> right, you're ready to take this. Okay. I think you're very honest, and I can trust you have an honest opinion. If ever I go to you about something, I know I'll get oh my a good God. response. Being the head girl, you obviously like are very responsible about it. Um. You do a good job, to be fair. I know you do a good job. So, when I was at school, I was really intimidated by the prefects and the head girl because I was like seen as the bad influence, the naughty one, the one that you shouldn't hang out with, um, the one that would never, ever, 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 ever be a prefect, let alone a head girl. So, like, what have you got to say to people out there that kind of fear this amazing status that you've cultivated? Um... Amazing status, gosh. Um, I would say that at WGS, at least, um, the prefects are meant to be kind of a range of role models. I think, you know, it's from all different kind of cliques and friendship groups and everything. And I never kind of view myself as an amazing status, but I kind of view it as an amazing opportunity. There's so much potential to do good with the school and I think I've naturally within my friends and in general um, I've been given the title of um, squad mother um, (laughs) (laughs) which I embody fully Um, I embrace it completely and um, I think that that comes across with um, the younger years I'm very kind of mindful of how young people of school even though I'm practically the same age as them I just think that they all have such incredible potential and I want to do my best to kind of um, encourage that and so even if you think that you don't fit the um, stereotype of a prefect if you actually just kind of want to have a positive influence and change within the small community of your school that's the thing that should take most prevalence I'd say. I think it's really sound advice and really useful thinking for us listening because that can be applied to so many things. I feel like if you are the head of a company and you're listening to open up and you hear that from you, you're talking about it within your community, you're talking about it within your school here in Wolverhampton, but really that that attitude of not using your status to a negative advantage, uh, you know, not utilizing power in a way that means that you're better than other people, but to kind of use your self-confidence uh, and apply it to empowerment for others and and being really open to what that might be in different people's paths and stories and being kind, basically. So I think this is really helpful for anyone of any age. And um, do you have any like actual advice for people who aren't necessarily head girl, they're not at school, but like they're trying to to kind of inspire the people around them they may be in a, in a position of, of management or power or supposed boss or control I think um, if you are in a position of authority or you just want to um, inspire the people around you I think you have to fully embrace yourself I think you've got to um, you know embrace all those quirks and flaws and everything and um, also be able to recognise the strengths in others and also um, project a gratitude towards everyone because 
I wouldn't be able to do what I do without the senior prefect team, without all the year group. I mean, the amount of times um, students have had to step in to stand in the car park for two hours in the rain and stuff, it's just, it's a drag, but I am thankful for it all because I don't think um, people like me are really put in position because we're the best. I think it's just because we want to encourage the best out of other people, really. You are listening to the Open Up Podcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So you're listening to the Open Up podcast with me, Gemma Kearney, and loads of other people. Do get involved because you're now part of Team Open. Use the hashtag Team Open, rate, review, and subscribe to the rest of the podcast. No less I, it's more of me, each of my proclivities. If I die, my poetry will live in mine's eternity. It is I, and I am he. By and by, and I am she. They are I, and I am we. You are not I, you are not me. When I cry, you do not see. My cut inside, you do not bleed. My art is mine, my faculties lead to design of every piece. Little guy out on the streets, 2005-2015, up in the sky down on the beat. Who is I? Now he is me. And if he is I, then who are me? Jam Supernova, a.k.a. Jamila Walters. Hello. Um, Who are you in terms of, like, the public profile? What is your job? Um, so my job is as a broadcaster on One Extra, so I do a couple of shows from Specialist and Daytime, and then I'm a DJ as well, so I've played in the clubs and the festivals. What is the biggest tune at the moment that we should all be listening to? Ooh, put me on the spot. Mm. Um, I think you just all should listen to Samfa's album. 
I think not in terms of a club level, but just in terms of general day-to-day Sampha's album. It's a great album. Amazing. Um, so we're on the bus. We're on Dandelion. Woo! Can you believe this ridiculous bus? <laughs> <laughs> we're just on a, a lovely uh, discussion and panel chat at the Turner Contemporary Gallery here in Thanet. One of the things that you spoke about was kind of coming to terms with your appearance and, and going to a, a bigger school and like having this transformation. Uh, the school I went to, so you start year seven and eight in one building and then when you get to year nine, ten, eleven, you go into the bigger building. So year seven and eight, you kind of just do your own thing, but then it kind of felt like a thing to go to the next building. I felt like I spent so much of like year seven and eight possibly like hiding and just playing football that I thought, no, I'm going to be someone new in the new building. Well, it worked, you know, in terms of, I guess, boys, but it, it didn't work in terms of... Um, making female friends I think because I'd played football for so long and then suddenly I had this straight hair and contact lenses they probably just thought who is she what's she doing <laughs> um, and I don't think it really helped uh, <clears throat> um, sort of me like in terms of like really knowing what I was sort of about but I feel like uh, as the years go on you just less you don't care about your appearance as, as much and I think definitely now I think the way I look is the last thing on my mind it's the last thing I, I have time to think about and I feel like it's just that sort of growth and that experience and growing up you just kind of have to shed it away because it really doesn't matter that much yeah. are you healthy yeah are you happy cool <laughs> aside from success aside from gender inequality uh, what do you do to let off steam and lose yourself party <laughs> <laughs> Just, just chill. Just get, you know, get a few mates around and just sit down and chill. Yeah, there's like so much focus on like being out there, being clubbing or whatever, and you sort of just sit home, watch TV or play a video game. It's not, don't want to get drunk all the time and lose all my money. <laughs> I go and watch the football, like hobbies, things like that. Just usually the most relaxing things are the things you don't want to do with people. Yeah. Like, so I feel like someone... as much as I love my friends, some nights I just want to get home and just not speak to yeah. anyone. Like I might get a message and I'll just ignore it because I'm too <laughs> chilled out. I'm just so yeah. based in my room. I'm just lying there, just like watching Netflix. And I go, I'll see a message on my phone. And I'll just be like, oh no. Nah. Yeah. Or yeah, I'll get like know. I'll get like a FaceTime call from Callum. I just think no, <laughs> no, just, just not right now. Shout out to Callum there. Shout out to Callum. <laughs> I think that's a really good bit of advice though for anyone listening that finds it hard to switch off. It is okay to ignore your really good mates sometimes if yeah. you need to chill. Like it's not doesn't mean you're a bad friend, it's just good for you and it's yeah. to relax. Hobbies are really important. I mean look at me. I'm an Asian, I'm Muslim and I come from Pakistan so immediately everyone just assumes that I'm gonna do sciences, I'm gonna play accountant, doctor or lawyer. But <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or I'm audition, but I'm staying here thinking, actually, I'm a cellist. I love playing the cello. It's a hobby of mine. I'm an artist. I love drawing. And sometimes it's that, it's that horrible feeling when I'm sitting and I'm surrounded by other people from my background, ethnic, who are picking sciences. And think, I'm thinking, oh, have I done something wrong? And then sometimes I take a step back and think, if I picked that, I would be so unhappy. I would just feel awful. So I'm actually doing the things I love. And it makes me really happy, but there's always that dormant fear inside me. And it's nice to know that my sisters and my friends are always there. And it's always funny seeing people's expressions when I say, no, I'm a cellist. No, I do art. Oh, God, I hate sciences. It's quite funny that way. So I think it's important to find humour when people try to address you as a stereotype because their facial expressions, I tell you, are hilarious. And... I think it's just important to keep pursuing those hobbies because sometimes they're the only things that keep you going. 
I love to draw and I love to create. And I remember one time I had this craving to just paint something and I had nothing to paint with and I had no paper and I just felt so depressed. I just collapsed onto the ground and started crying. <laughs> I know, so sad for me. But yeah, hobbies are such an important thing because they give us an outlet for something. They let us just blank our minds for a couple of seconds and just get on with it. They let us relieve ourselves from stress and let us just calm down for a bit, take a chill moment and just sit down and get on with it. Okay, so you've downloaded the podcast. I'm very happy about that. It's nice to be in your ears. Cheers. But are you going to take on board Team Open? Are you going to feel free to open up and tell someone something that you've wanted to for ages? Are you ready to start talking? There's a lot of young people going through um, now who are kind of role models in their own rights. I mean, it's crazy because, you know, they haven't had the age and experience but they are so inspiring my mates around me I like to surround myself with people that inspire me I feel like boys shouldn't feel like they have to look tough like I have a friend who always says this they're like no but that's really wet like I can't I'm a boy I can't do that that's really moist like it's not it's really really not like you're allowed to have feelings you're allowed to not have to listen to all these influences that tell you to do this and to do that you're allowed to cry sometimes. You're allowed to be emotional. And I don't know why sometimes men feel like they can't. In the future, do you think that it will lead you down a certain path for your gender in a sense that do, do you see yourself having a family? Do you see yourself being a breadwinner? Like, how do you see your futures with regards to being male? I don't really. I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm going to get married but I don't think I'm not and I don't think I'm going to own a big house but I don't think I'm not going to own a big house I just yeah. whatever happens happens you know whatever job I get I get that job you know I don't mm. I don't I've not got a specific goal in life to have a family yeah. have two children live in a big house you know I just do do what happens <laughs> there shouldn't be pressure on women to have to get a husband but and we've established that over time and I think obviously that's something that needs to be kept on going especially with younger people in like primary school and stuff but there shouldn't be a pressure on men to have to be the breadwinner and to find a wife and have children because that's a huge issue and it's something that's been addressed for women but not maybe as much for guys. Because I, I went around schools and spoke to young men and a lot of them were saying like the same words again and again about having to be strong because one day the strength would be shown by being a good man and that to be a good man was to be strong to provide for a family. You know, like... I don't think that everybody was realising that they've sort of been conditioned as to a root as to what manhood means when it can, as you say, like be so many things. There's so many things that we can all do in our future. I mean, just looking at gender as well, if you think about how progressive gender is in our modern day society, people uh, are, you know, are more regularly changing gender and, and being expressive about that and being fluid within gender roles. What are your opinions on that? I think as long as you're not making fun of other people by doing it, then it should, it's just, it's fine. Like, there's such animosity against it, even within their own, like, circles as well, like, with, like, homosexuality and heterosexuality, and then you've got, like, bisexuality, but then it's, like, both parties are against bisexuality, and it's, like, there's no need. Like, you sort of, you all want the same thing of just being able to, 
like love who you love and it's not really anything more complicated than that and should just be left at that what is the general opinion of lgbtq rights in your area is homosexuality embraced uh, and, and all of the other realms of sexuality because there are so many is it something that's seen as normal to 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 experiment or to feel like you can love whoever you want or is there still an element of stick in my high school three people in my year came out as gay in year 11 mm, nobody really said anything about it like it, it wasn't like mm. it wasn't a massive deal like i only found out one person came out of gay like three weeks after because nobody was really talking about it like it just it was just like the norm now in next week's episode, we are going to be talking about love, sex and all the many things surrounding both of those things from the more emotional like heartbreak, heartache or falling in love for the first time or, and how it manifests, how does it make us feel um, and sex. It can be wonderful, uh, it can also be confusing, and this more serious part of sex, consent, and sort of taking a safe approach when it comes to sex and how it's displayed to us in the world, which uh, can sometimes lead to a discussion on rape culture. So it's gonna be a big one, don't miss it. The music in this podcast was by Toddler T and the words of wisdom, the beautiful poetry, was by James Messiah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.